These are Bora Voices. Hey all, glad to have you here for episode 15 of the Bora Pridecast. Coming to you from the old AV room of the Bora High School Library. It smells a bit like old carpets and overhead projectors in here, frankly, but just like teaching, we've learned to work with what we have, adapt, and move forward. And I'd like to say that happens to everybody, but this episode is dedicated to our Bora alum, those hapless high school students of the 70s, 80s, and 90s who found themselves in some sort of hamster wheel of life and are suddenly back at Bora High School with an actual job, teaching or working for the staff. We'll hear from several of them. There's almost 20 of them, I think. And uh, I hope you enjoy hearing their stories of Bora uh, old and old. Welcome to episode 15 of the Bora Pridecast. Today we are talking to a couple of co-workers who happened to graduate in the 1970s from Bora High School. Uh, they've shown up in their tie-dye shirts and their bell-bottom jeans and uh, going to talk a little bit about their time here then and now. Uh, so why don't you go ahead and introduce yourselves and tell us what year you graduated and we'll, uh, we'll head in from there. Sheila Miller, graduated in 1976. Daniel Blanc, class of 1972. And what do you both uh, do here at Bora now? I teach Japanese and Spanish. I am the current uh, detention monitor here at Bora High School. I'm working with that 1% of student body. They just love being in my room. <laughs> I wear lots of hats at Bora, trust me. I do lots of things here at Bora. I run the book room and, you know, do it, help with attendance. And, you know, I write truancies, <laughs> call lots of parents. And you used to sub here, yes. Also? Yeah, I started, I started subbing here in 2004, if you can believe it. Oh, wow. And what a wonderful time that was. And I just wanted to hang around and sub for a couple of days a week to make some mad money. And then in 2007, when the recession hit, Subbing became a full-time job for me. <laughs> Back in my day, we didn't have paid parking lots here. It was all gravel still. And you know where the quad is out front, where the new gym is? That used to be a horseshoe driveway where all the school buses came in there and unloaded everybody and picked up everybody every day. And there was a big grass field out there where a lot of the teams practiced. Back in the 69, 70, 71, 72, we didn't have the big gym. We only had one gymnasium. We didn't have that big football field out there where it is now. Didn't have the auditorium. We didn't have Bora Park with the swim pool. It was amazing how things have changed. Did you have desks? <laughs> yeah, we actually had desks, and guess what? We actually had cars to come to school in. <laughs> <laughs> By the time I got to Bora, there was the pool. We did have the pool in the Bora Park. Yeah, I think that my last year, that pool, we probably had that pool back in 72 because I remember taking some lifetime sports classes and learn how to scuba dive in that swim pool at the Bora Park back then. Oh, wow. I will think that back in the 70s, we did have more choice for classes that we could take. You could take things like scuba diving, or I took a two-hour mime class, and it was two sections. Jim Hutcherson taught it. Oh, boy. And um, we actually did a production, and we studied it for a year. It was um, quite the experience. But we could choose, like, 
like what section of English you wanted to teach or to take like for nine weeks. It could be Elizabethan literature or Shakespeare. It could be, um, I took a paper, I took a, a nine-week class on writing a research paper. Um, and in history, I loved it because you could pick which history you wanted to study. So you could t study the history of the 60s or study the 50s. Or, um, and when you registered, you registered in the round, so it was in the library, one time in the, in, in the gymnasium, but you could, you could pick your teachers. So you figured out your schedule, you figured out what teachers you wanted to take and, what and when you wanted to take them. So I think in that regard, we had a lot of choice in what we studied. And I think that's something we've lost. And we actually had like wood shop classes here and metal shop classes, small engine classes. Now we're all down at the tech center, of course. But it was pretty amazing learning how to use a lay and a brake and bend metal. And we had to, I had an engine, uh, engine class where we had to tear down a lawnmower and tear it down and put it back together. And how you got your grade, it had to run. And you passed the course if it ran. Oh, that's great. <laughs> if you didn't, you failed. <laughs> but things have changed. Bohr is, was a little smaller back then, but it sure is huge nowadays with all the buildings and everything that's going on around here. It's, it's amazing how things have stepped up and, you know, gotten bigger. D who did you have for biology? Do you remember? That's a good one. I don't remember. Because I remember we had Vern mm -hmm. Anderson, and he would bring in live animals. And one time we came in, and... He had a glass case of rattlesnakes. <laughs> <laughs> we're going, what? And then we were going, of course, we're, you're, you're like tapping on the little screen, like, can you get them to like move or whatever? But they made such a noise. And he had, his whole room was either stuffed birds or, um, and he had all these like stories of going out and interacting with the wildlife. And I think it made it a very memorable class. Boy, my, what I remember, it was crazy back then. It was the end of the hippie era, and uh, rock and roll was going crazy. The people were protesting the Vietnam War. The Vietnam War was still raging. Oh, boy, it was crazy, you know. I got caught up in that protest in the war movement and started growing my hair long and fighting the establishment and having fun. <laughs> we listened to rock and roll. Who did you listen to? Back then, I liked uh, 10 years after, the Rolling Stones, the Beatles were just a few of them that stepped up. The Doors were one of my top bands back then. Jimi Hendrix was pretty neat. And uh, yeah, it was just pretty awesome music, you know. Uh, let me think of some other bands. Jeez, uh, Marshall Tucker Band. There were some great, you know, country. I grew up with country music in my household. My parents played country every day. And when I started playing rock and roll, they didn't like that. And they almost threatened to throw my stereo out in the street and break all my albums. <laughs> so we had some fun, you know. Sheila, what was the music you remember? Okay, the longest slow dance was Stairway to Heaven, whoever did that one. Um, Led Zeppelin? Yeah. Um, I think mine were, my go-to, I loved Queen, because they were, I think, just getting started. Um, when did ACDC start? Back then in the 70s. Yeah, I think ACDC, Queen, um, trying to get the right albums. 
One of Albums. Who has albums yeah, that's, anymore? That's but funny. I have one. That's what you do. You, 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 you know, I'm you're you're sort of going through all your different albums. And look Pink at that Floyd, pictures. I think, was a little later. Um, yeah. The big thing back then, too, she remember the concerts we used to have. The, we didn't have the facilities we have now, like Taco Bell Arena. We had all our concerts were out the fairgrounds, if you can believe that. Acoustics weren't the best, but uh, they do big crowds. I remember Moshe Diane coming to Boise, Idaho, and going to BSU in like this room and listening to this man speak, and he was amazing. Um, I think he was one of the more memorable people I remember coming to Boise in my high school time that I went to listen to, because um, Boise was really off the beaten path. Um, I, I don't know, I'm just trying to think, Okay, what pranks do you remember from high school? Oh, man, pranks. <laughs> I got one. You got to beat it. Tell me. My graduating class, some, <laughs> I was not a part of it, but I do, do know who did it. We, um, the seniors in my class, because the, the, doorway, the doors that looked into the hallways for A, B, and C were wider, and they didn't have the bar because you didn't have the doors there. Um, some seniors snuck in a teacher's Volkswagen into B Hall <laughs> and left it there. They got it in the door. They got it like in the hallway. And I think I still to this day I think it's one of the best pranks. It was like they lifted up this car and this teacher had to get it out. It was epic. I thought we did a lot of theater. I was in theater, yeah, theater so we yeah. did. Oh my gosh, we did Midsummer Night's Dream and we had a set with on ropes. And we like swung and, and the fairies were on ropes and they swung across the audience and we did the night throw spent in jail and um, we did Wizard of Oz as a musical because um, we had a traveling tour right before Christmas. So right before Christmas started, um, the theater kids would be out an extra week or two, and we'd go to all the grade schools. And I was Glenda the Good Witch, and I had a costume that had probably about 30 yards of white tulle, and Toto got underneath my skirt, and so did the monkeys and the, and the grade school kids. And um, it... Uh, and it, and it was lots of fun. We did Cinderella. It was it was fun taking those out. And I was trying to think. So and we did some classics, Haunting of Hill House. And so I remember that because that's where I spent a lot of our, my time. Saturdays it was set design and construction and putting it all together. And we would have rehearsals from like six o'clock until eleven almost every night. Wow. Back in my day, we didn't have Title IX yet. Title IX didn't show up till 1974. And uh, my biggest memories here were our sports, like the football program was phenomenal. God, I was able to play on a team. We were My senior year, we were 34-0. and 34 straight wins, and Capital finally beat us, knocked us off the perch. But Bora prevailed and won the rest of the season out and went to Hawaii that year for a payoff. Wow. And won the championship. And... But my senior year here, that was Dee Pancrats' 52 wins at the end of that season. He'd won 52 games straight. And it was pretty neat to do it on that 50th state in the United States that year in Hawaii. A lot of students traveled to Hawaii that spring, you know, that November for Thanksgiving. 
but uh, pretty phenomenal. You know, the crowds were huge at all the sporting events back then, you know, because uh, the Bora had a drill team, the girls' pep club. It was huge. There must have been 200 girls in the, in the drill team or pep club. Remember that, Sheila? Mm -hmm. It was huge, and that's before we had all the ladies' sports that we have now. But the stadium was packed. We used to draw more people at Tronco Stadium than BSU did at the time, or Boise Junior College, I should say. But it's amazing to, you know, live through all this stuff. And I well, like we would fill the stadium. It was able to. We were able to have football games at the BSU Stadium because people went to the stadium. Oh, they packed it. And it was, out. yeah, it was always full. But, and then, yeah, it, it, you know, it's amazing. You know, when I left here in '72. If you'd have told me I would have been coming back here 40 years later, I'd have said, no way. <laughs> Put the wind in my back, I'm gone. And I did the complete circle, and I came back in 2006 as a substitute teacher. I wanted to go to school, back to school, and get an endorsement. I decided against that, just kept substitute teaching every day for everybody, and then a full-time job came available 10 years ago, and I love it being full-time on the staff here at Boar High School today. Great. I think academics have changed a bit. We didn't have AP classes. So if you wanted to go on in math, you could, I think it, the, was it math topics or there was something, it wasn't, I don't even think that we had a, a calculus class. Um, I, that wouldn't have been a class I would have taken. Um, I did like the chem, I did like all the science classes. I thought they were really good, but we didn't, so if you wanted, a tough class you signed up for it um, you didn't so I think that's different now um, my parents my friends it was like there wasn't this drive to get an A it was just pass the class and stay out of trouble well back then it seemed like you know everybody was reading books and doing their homework and turning their homework assignments in, coming to class every day. We weren't skipping school. We weren't missing a lot of school. There wasn't a lot of tardies, I didn't think. The parents, if you were sick, they would call that same day and excuse you instead of waiting two weeks like they do now. <laughs> so the, the Mr. Blanc of 1972 was lonely, it sounds like. Uh, if we get both of you to say at the same time, we are Bora Voices. We, we are, are Bora, Bora Voices. Voices. Fantastic. All right, here we go. Talk to Dr. Coberly for a moment. Let's see. Hi, this is Dr. Coberly. Dr. Coberly, Pat Rose from Bora High School on the prep period cold call. Do you have a second to talk? Absolutely. Fantastic. Okay. I'm a teacher here at Bora, Pat Rose. I'm okay. te teaching ceramics. Um, currently, and then what years were you here at Bora? So we moved to Boise in 1970, so I went to Bora from 1971 to 73. 71 to 73, okay. Tell us some of your highlights that you remember from the time you were here. Assemblies, clubs, uh, sports, classes, special teachers. Sure, sure. Well, there were a lot of special teachers. Bora had a great faculty uh, Mr. Roganbuck was my teacher for math analysis. He was a fabulous guy. One of the things I really remember is that um, we weren't a great baseball team in 73, but we got hot late in the year and ended up playing Lewiston in the state title game. So I remember that obviously really well. For 
for Bora. So you were a pitcher, and did you win? Did we win? No, we got smoked oh. in the yeah. in the final, but uh, but it was ended up being a great year because it was kind of unexpected to be there, you know. Good, good. What else did you? Um, uh, what other sports did you do? Or was uh, it just baseball? No, basketball. But I didn't play my senior year. I played JV ball in '72. I wasn't I wasn't real good, but it was fun. Good. Um, so you've been a student in the Boise School District, a teacher, coordinator, a superintendent. And what changes have you noticed over the years? Oh, my. Oh, yeah, narrow it down to a few because I'm sure it's a ton. Yeah. Well, I will say this. So, so having gone to Bora, um, the diversity that you see now at Bora, there wasn't any of that when I was in high school. And I, I, I think of Bora as a, as, a, as a better place because it's a more diverse and probably inclusive um, environment there. But, you know. Obviously, the town is four times as big as it was when I was going to school um, at, at Bora, but um, I think Boise still is a really nice town, and um, I still love living here. Obviously, I haven't left. Obviously. Are you going to stay after retirement? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, I think there's going to be a lot to do. Um, I, I really like doing research, and I think the legislature needs help with understanding educational issues and appropriate solutions for them, so I'd like to stick around and maybe help them, whether they want it or not, probably. <laughs> Good for you. Are you going to run for anything? Is that in uh, the no. in the works? No? Okay. No. no, that's not in the cards, I don't think. <laughs> um, if there's a message that you can give to every student in the district, from kindergartners to high school seniors, what would it be? Wow, that, that's, that's a tough that's a one. Great uh, you know what? Here's what I would say. One of the things that, that I think the, the Boise District and, and its teachers do especially well, think for themselves. And I've always said that when I came out of the school system and I went to the University of Idaho for my undergrad, the thing that really stuck with me, obviously I learned a lot of content, but, but was that I could look at, look at questions or look at issues and, and gather research and really think for myself and give because that's really what my professors wanted. And I think it's one of the things that our kids thrive at is, is really being able to analyze and think for themselves. I think as teachers, that's what we're promoting, right? I mean, when you get out in the real world, that's one of the most important things that you can have. That and social skills. And that's what every well, employer is looking for. Absolutely. And I think our kids come out very well prepared in those areas. And that, to me, that's the, that's the biggest part of it. It's what our folks are so good at doing with kids. Fantastic. Hey, uh, I appreciate your time. Um, I know you're a busy, busy man. Plan for a good retirement. You're one of the lucky ones. I'm excited for you. Um, we will oh, miss you, you around the district, that is for sure. But like you said, you're going to be involved with other things. It's not like you're going to drop off the face of the earth. So um, no, I, I appreciate your time. What are you going to do in retirement other than keep working? Any oh, big plans? Well, you know, my wife and I play, play some golf and and um, I'm still involved in old man softball. Uh, enjoy playing that. So, you know, still, you got to stay active. You got to stay active. That is for sure. Thank you so much for your time and your um, dedication to the school district. Um, we uh, really appreciate you across the board. I can speak for everybody, I believe. So um, you have a wonderful day and have a wonderful retirement if we don't get a chance to speak to you um, later on. Thanks, Pat. Take care. All right, you too. Bye-bye. These are Bora Voices.
So here we are in the old uh, Pridecast recording studio, and there happened to be a bunch of uh, teachers, staff members, who graduated in the late 80s and early 90s with me. Um, I'll kick it off. I'm Jen Boyd. I graduated in 1990. I'm Chris King. I graduated in 1987. I'm Vince Marin. I graduated in 1987. Brad Peachy, 1986. And Kara Hughes, 1991. <laughs> So tell me some of your most fun memories or things that people did for fun around here back in the late 80s. What was going on? Well, one thing that was kind of interesting as we were going through the state basketball tournament is there were so many people in attendance and it just reminded me, because like every game when we were in high school, whether it be football or basketball or track meets or whatever they were attended by pretty much every, that's just what people did yes. on Friday nights. Yep, and me too. After that, they'd either go to Pojo's or the Midnight Movies or, or Shakey's. to Shakey's Pizza. Uh-huh. The Brass and, Lamp for some live lamp. music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That stuff. So yeah, go see live bands, go to the Mardi Gras or different places to see. I saw some Crazy Eights concerts with Mr. Yes. Peachy over there and just, yeah. Yeah, sports attendance was huge. Now granted, sports like lacrosse, Ultimate Frisbee, what other there are a lot of sports that we have now that, that we did not yeah, exist. Yeah, it was there pretty was pretty much the, the big three football, basketball, and baseball. Yep. Mm-hmm. To watch Mr. Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well and another thing that used to happen is we used to in the evenings the gym would be open and they'd have intramurals. So I remember going and watching intramurals. I actually remember sitting on the stage with Mr. Man, just chatting it up while people were playing basketball or doing whatever. It was just kind of something to go do on like a, I don't know, maybe a Wednesday night or something. That was pretty fun. Place to be. Mm-hmm. How about during the school day? Do you guys have memories of Bora traditions? Lion tails assembly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah. Look forward to. Mm-hmm. And it seems to me that assemblies were more important to the students back then mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. like assemblies were a huge deal where kids don't really want to go anymore that you know they kind of roll their eyes when there's this assembly it was huge and we had like deck the halls each class like yes. junior senior yeah. sophomore used to decorate their hall for and compete for christmas mm-hmm. and things like that mm-hmm. and um we were just talking about the homecoming bonfires that used to be in the yeah. middle of the track that were huge Gigantic. i'm sure they were also a huge fire hazard but um, they were super fun. <laughs> well, and remember at the assemblies, we used to do the SCNIORS, Seniors Are the Very Best, mm-hmm. then Junior Power, and then Sophomore Spirit, and they don't do that anymore. No. Spirit's different. Yeah. yeah. So, it's pretty fun. Spirit's I different. I mean, there were kids all the way around the gym. The band yep. used to be at one end, the senior, sophomores, juniors all had their section, and then at the other end would be where, you know, skits, especially for Lion's Tales. Um, each class would come up with a faculty. skit, and the faculty, and the faculty would come up with a oh, the tale. The stage was open back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, where the, the well, we fitness studio gym. is. Yeah. Right, and gym. there was only one gym. So the tales, T-A-L-E-S, would be performed by each um, class and faculty, and then uh, we also made boxer shorts for all the... It was a football assembly, yeah, and we decorated box, boxer shorts, and they all had tails, and they would go around the gym to music and display their boxers and whatever. So we just have fun. The, the Lucky Dog Assembly was in the gym when I was here too. Mm-hmm. And it was, it seemed to me like it was a bigger deal. Do you, do you agree? 
I just yeah, I I've gone a couple a, times that as a teacher, and it just doesn't seem like it's as big a deal as it used to be. No, we just like to go and have fun. I would say that all assemblies back in the day were kind of a, a bigger deal, and I think now it's I don't know how to explain it, but it was it was well lit and you could see everything and. and they, hear everything. Yeah, hear everything. It was, and people really got into it, and it was usually before like a big rivalry of whatever a local team. And it, was, it was a lot of fun. We definitely hung out. It was face to face, whether it was clubs or after school or sports. People all were physically together, and I think mm-hmm. people are not so physically together anymore. They might be communicating, you know, texting or whatever, but it's just different. Yeah. I remember the front of the school was where the big gym is now, and that used to be the U. The U, yeah. yeah. Where a lot of people hung out there. It was just a big open grassy space. The soccer team practiced there, and the soccer games were there. And then that kind of garden area in front of the main entrance was where kind of it was like the senior benches. So seniors hung there, but then of course there were all of us like. I I rear-ended the debate coach and the and the U on like the second day of school. Oh, you mean like you hit him with your car? Sure did. Oh, good job. Thanks. Excuse. Thank you. What did you knock you? his mustache off? Because that was really bad. No, but I, I I drove a VW Bug, which the windshield is like right in front of your face in those cars. And mm-hmm. I remember when I hit him, I had red lipstick on and it imprinted on my window. You wore makeup? You were one of those? Mm. What What else were you guys wearing in the late 80s, early 90s? It was popular. Of, I wore a lot of polyester. He I did. did. Brad I did. wore bowling shirts. No, he did. It was a thing. Polyester bowling shirts. He also tried to start a trend where you wore a nickel in your ear. I want to see if I could start a trend and I put a nickel <laughs> in my ear. And I think like three people did it for about a week. It was, didn't was, really work out for it. It didn't work out, but it was something to do. Okay. We were all really into music, loved to yeah, oh yeah. do like the, the mixtapes mix or and, just oh, go see live And then when CDs came out, you were so proud of it. You put it in like you hung it from your rearview mirror. The boombox. Oh, yeah. But dances. Think about dances. Like, dances. We had dances, it seemed like, once a month. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was the a huge, huge thing. Social we had event. live music at the dances. Methods, Morph. Of, Methods dance. of Dance. Do we have Morph anymore? Oh, yeah. The opposite of prom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. Or Harvest Hop. And, mm-hmm. and we used to have all high school dances. So each high school would host, and all the high schools could go to those really? dances. Yep. So go at Capitol, go to Bora. And go to Boise. There was no Timberline when we were in. Well, how many? How many? If you look through your photo albums, how many photos from the dances? Because they had that. They had oh, the yeah. professional photographer, and you pay a buck, and there'd be like twenty people jammed in all together, mm-hmm. and you could buy, you know, a copy of it. And I just, I was going through some old stuff, and I was like, oh my gosh, I remember that kid. Yeah, or, who is I, that one? I can't remember. Anymore, do they? Mm-hmm. Oh, pictures. I had hair and all that stuff. They just go and do them yeah. like an event, yeah. like before the dance. But like, this is more like. And you're not all just sweaty and gross from being in the cafeteria, which is where the dances were. Great fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone came, whether they danced or not. That was yeah. what was happening yeah. on that given yeah. evening. You could shop at J. Jacobs or Fashion Bug <laughs> or the Bazaar. I mean, the bon stores were different then. Right, no online. There was barely a mall. The mall had just opened, and yes. it was such a big deal. Yes. So no, it hadn't opened it hadn't by opened the time. Oh, yeah. well, it opened my, I believe, my sophomore mm-hmm. year. Yeah, we could go get our acid wash jeans, <laughs> our hypercolor t-shirts. Yep. Your Coke clothes, Coca-Cola. Oh, Coca-Cola oh, yeah. clothes and Benetton in the mall. Mm-hmm. Big Esprit. deal. Esprit. Esprit, yeah. Swatch watches. Lots of swatches. 
Mr. Man, we're your big Benton fan. I'm not quite sure what that is. Or uh, flannels and jeans. And I tied my tennis shoes occasionally. And, that's and a t-shirt. Yep. 501's a t-shirt, tennis shoes. Yep. Vince Man uniform. It worked. And a flannel. So on the, I believe it's the new gym. The, is that the one, or the auditorium with the black tar, like roof? You know, like the roof is all black. Mm -hmm. So there's a darker area that's kind of squared out. And it wasn't me, but um, several of my close friends when we graduated climbed up there and painted 91. <laughs> oh, I know. But it's still there. Like the darkness is still there. And I may or may not have been with them that night, but I was not, was not part of that. You didn't actually do that. No. Nope. So is there, are there any teachers, staff, still here from when we were here? No. The only one we could think of was Mr. Hensley, who was my sophomore English teacher, but he still subs, but doesn't. Nobody else. He directed the theater department for decades. Mm -hmm. And if you're lucky enough to have him as a sub, he's a gem. <laughs> Look out for Jerry Hensley. Yes, absolutely. How do you guys think Bora has changed over the years? Diversity. A Definitely. lot. A lot more diversity. Um, with the the population that we have today what was it 30 some odd different languages spoken in the halls when i was here or when we were here you know it, it would be english only and we had maybe three or four people of color yes and or that, we'd and, have yeah three exchange students and that would be right and they were the ones who had beards <laughs> I remember like it was like the, the Spanish kid had a beard and all the girls like oh look at that guy and I was like yeah he's a freak wait you have a beard I didn't when I was 16, <laughs> 16. <laughs> um I obviously the physical I mean the campus has changed it's you know got mainly the same layout but new gym auditorium wasn't here track was different um even the facade the pillars and things like that weren't here when we were here and our kinda... roof leaked especially <laughs> in the library here all the time all the time yeah but the smells the same if you walk into <laughs> it, is. it is if it you is walk into same. some of the like in the in the math hall if you walk into the restroom it it's freaky it's a weird kind of deja vu in the tile. Yeah. <laughs> it's like ah the smell of or there is something about that smell success. i like like when yeah. i came from west over to bora i remember walking in and just going oh that smells like <laughs> that smell but not a bad smell no. it's just a smell it's nostalgic it's just a different yeah, yeah. but one thing that's always been cool about bora i remember it then and i see it now is just that level of community there's just like a really you know a family feel about you know the people in this community the way people take care of each other and are concerned about each other so when it's obvious by cool. how many teachers come back mm -hmm. it's you know it, to me when i came back I, when i first started teaching i never thought that I would come back. And then once I came back to Bora, it was, it was, it felt right. It was like coming home and it sounds really cliche, but it was, you're coming back to this thing that had such, I had such great memories 30 plus years ago. And it makes me proud to come back and do it. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. Without a doubt, Bora is a special place. Yeah, for sure. These are Bora voices.
right, here we are. This time around, for our alum, we have those that graduated in the 1990s. So what I'd like to do is have you introduce yourself, note the year you graduated, and what your job here is at Borland. Uh, my name's Allison Pincock. I graduated in 1997, and I teach math here. I'm Corinne Rue. I, too, graduated with Allison in 1997, and I teach government and AP government here at Bora. Great. Uh, talk a little bit about what you remember about Bora uh, when your time here was as a student. Well, for me, <laughs> uh, I was a pretty big jock, so the things I remember the most is that the new gym was being constructed when I was in junior high. So my very first year at Bora was the first year the new gym was unveiled. So we got to play in the new gym. It obviously didn't have the upper bleachers or the locker rooms or classrooms. But so that was a huge deal for me. Um, and I remember having to use the locker room in the old gym. We had to walk outside from the games to the locker room and back. Um, they didn't let us do anything fun in the new gym, though, remember? Because all assemblies were still in the old in the gym. Old gym yep. So we didn't mess up you couldn't ruin the, the floors new. and make the new gym not pretty. Not new anymore. Right? Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. the old gym also had the stage. Do you remember the stage? Yes, the stage. The stage on it that's now the cycling room that was a storage closet for Ever. a thousand years. They might have found Jimmy Hoffa. <laughs> <laughs> But that was, they had the big assemblies on the stage. Yep, right? I remember yeah. that because I think our Lucky Dog assembly. Lucky Dog was in there too. Walk up the stairs onto the stage, yep. and then all the pep assemblies. Yep. Were in the old gym too. I think our senior year was the first time assemblies were in the new gym, though. Because I have a they memory. Might have let us finally go in the new gym after two years. After two years, yeah. the floor wasn't new anymore, mm. so we were allowed in. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of my memories just center around athletics. One of my favorite is I, our junior year. We were undefeated. We had the district championship at Bora, and they actually had to lock the doors. So many girls, or so many people were coming to the girls' game, and they'd never had that many people come to a girls' basketball game ever. I think it might have been my first girls' basketball game. <laughs> Not playing. Because I did get to brought up to the ninth grade A basketball team with Allison Pincock. You know, she was quite the basketball star, and um, I had 12 seconds of court time shared with Allison Pincock. <laughs> And then the buzzer, you know, like at the end of the ninth grade district championship yes. game, they won. We won. We won. I got part of a, a net, but I didn't do anything except inbound a dribble, and the clock went out 12 seconds later. Couldn't have done it without you. <laughs> uh, my dad told me you were there. I was there in case all of the starters before you died or were sick. That's oh. what my job was to be there for you. That's funny. All right, well, I was I did sports in junior high, but then when I got to Bora, I was way too short for sports, so um, I tried out for them and then never made it. I still got to play softball with Ms. Bowman um, for sh her first year coaching was the uh, my sophomore year, my junior year, one of those two. Um, so I played softball, but I was in the other spectrum of uh, Bora Halls other than Allison, so I did theater I know it's shocking, Political Science Association with Mrs. Bennett, <laughs> um, Key Club, maybe the nerdier things here at Bora. Well, I uh. did some of those things. <laughs> some of those things. <laughs> were we in Key Club together? Uh, we were in Key we Club were in together. Key Club. Key Club was like the club to be in because that's where you got all your community service and your mm -hmm. college application check marky things, yeah. right? You know, that you would do. And do they still have Key Club? No, we got rid of Key Club a few years ago. Just, I think, other so many other clubs require community service and 
things like that that they it, it got absorbed in the other clubs here. Yeah. So. How about assemblies? Because I even I remember I started here in '94, but I started teaching in '97. I remember Lucky Dog. I mean, you, it was a it was that was crazy. Was assemblies crazy assembly. I recall being quite huge at Bora, yes. and I think I commented about the theme, the Forrest Gump theme that lasted all of the years we were here. Do you remember Forrest Allison would run through the assembly do. like somebody played Forrest Gump and it started our sophomore year. I don't know. We'd have to look at, you know, when the movie came out to know when they maybe started it, but you'd just be in the middle of a skit or something funny and all the kids on the on the, you know, stage or in the gym would freeze and then Forrest would come out running and the whole school <laughs> would shout run Forrest run <laughs> and then the re- the assembly would pick back up and go on but remember teachers were kissing pigs in the yeah. middle of assemblies and we were whipped creaming sophomores yeah. in the face you know pieing them and the, the lion tails were and you'd huge. have your cheers between classes oh, always the cheers between always. the classes I still know them yeah but I, yeah, assemblies yeah. were huge. We always looked forward to them. I think they were once a month, even. Yeah, we had them like all the time. In yeah. I, I mean, yeah, pep assembly, you just would, even just for school spirit yeah. boosting. Yeah, you would, would never them. think about skipping assemblies. It was the place to be, the best part of the month. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah we got all excited because you never knew, you know, which teacher was gonna do something, do something funny yeah. or silly or what antics they'd be up to and then so many traditional things like lion's tails that was the football team the yep. pep club would make them the braided lion's tail and they yep. would all wear them yep. at the Walk assembly the, i think that was right before homecoming maybe usually yeah usually yeah and then just you know john anderson making that a uh, half court mm-hmm. shot in the middle of that yep. assembly our junior year yep. N- nothing but net whole school crazy. on their feet he was just horsing around on the on the court, and they let him try to make a basket, and he, yeah, did, he it, did it. And it was nothing but net. I mean, <laughs> I think I lost my hearing for like a day <laughs> after that because the whole school, such a sense a sense of community. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Boris still has that. Sure, it's just different. Yeah, than when you and I were here sure. together. Yeah. So, everyone knew John back then, and everyone and everybody knows John. still everyone knows, knows John, John yeah. to this That's day, right. right? That's right. What uh, what was it like for each of you? coming back to work here after you graduated from here? For me, it was always the dream. I wanted to coach, so it was my foot in the door. Um, Pankratz was my coach, and he was still coaching, so it was really fun to come back. So many of the same teachers um, were still teaching, so that was kind of the awkward, like, uh, do I call you by your first name? Do I still call (laughs) you by your last name? Um, The halls were the same. I mean, so much was the same. It's changed dramatically since then. Um, but remodeling the bathrooms. Remodeling and just staff. And mm-hmm. we had six periods back then. Now there's seven. You know, just so much about AP offerings that weren't, off, you know, back then. I mm-hmm. think I took AP biology and AP calculus, and those were really the big AP classes back then. Now I took neither of those. Now there's a ton <laughs> of offerings. So, um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun coming back. Strange, but fun. It was like coming home. Mm-hmm. You know, Mr. Frederick, who was our vice principal, was the principal when I got rehired at Boren. When he called me for my interview, that's even what he said to me. He said, Corinne, are you ready to come home? And I said, you know, yes, I am. And I think that's what's rare about Bora, too. So many staff work here. And 
Um, and it was fun. As I've always said, it still smells the exact same. Yeah. As it, Everyone has mentioned the smell. All yeah. the smell, you know. It's just, it's and again, not good, not bad. Yeah. It's just the smell of it Bora. It just is, yeah. And, and, and I think there's a sense of familiarity, mm-hmm. which is nice. And having to come back to do council, knowing a lot of those traditions and the assemblies and the spirit stuff, having that internal memory, I think has been nice. Yeah. There will be times for me, like, when we pass out cap and gowns and I'll walk down, you know, watching kids grab them and I can think of exactly where my friends and I stop to take a picture or, mm-hmm. you know, I can be walking through the gym and see something and it re- remind me exactly where I was 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of fun to be. I like, know where oh all my, my lockers were yep. because we actually used our lockers. We used our lockers. Lockers was a big deal. You yep. decorated your locker. You shared it with somebody. You had mm-hmm. to pick a very important person to share your locker we with because you didn't want to have a locker roommate breakdown situation so <laughs> yeah but we uh we did not carry backpacks i don't know if that was a rule like a policy i remember having a backpack but i don't think we carried it we went to our lockers every two periods yeah. to get the books we needed you don't i don't sometimes now with that teacher perspective i don't know if it's like a policy that you just adopt or if it's just the norm from the kids but we did not carry backpacks mm-hmm. yeah we went to our lockers yep so interesting yeah thanks things change. What advice would you give, uh, you know, today's students? I mean, you're both teachers, so I'm sure you give them earfuls of advice all the time anyway, but, uh, you know, from a perspective of having been here, working here, and then looking back, and you guys are right on the cusp, sort of, the generation that's getting ready to graduate now, like, what uh, what sort of advice would you give them? Uh, For me, probably two. I had... I thought high school was life, you know, like everything I did was so important. My boyfriend was going to be my boyfriend forever. You know, I just couldn't imagine. I had took life almost too seriously because I thought this was life. And I would say have fun, do as much as you can, participate in everything. You don't need to specialize quite yet because if you would have told me in high school I was going to be a math teacher, I would have laughed in your face. That was not even on my radar. So I just would say do everything. Try everything. And then I would also say be your biggest advocate. Your teachers want to help you. And I think sometimes we see them as, or at least I did, these authority figures that were kind of scary. But I know now as a teacher I want to help and I do anything for them. They just need to be their biggest advocate. I, well, I mean, I would reiterate a lot what Allison said about that. Because I, I think you and I are a great example of you, don't, you shouldn't expect high school to be everything that your ne- the next part of your life will be. Because Allison and I weren't friends in high school or junior high. We actually laugh about that now. Like, why didn't we hang out more? And I think we thought that the cliques and the rules of, of the social scenes that we were in dictated what we were supposed to do and who we were supposed to hang out with. And so I would say that, yeah, you don't know what what's going to come after you leave Bora. And we have so much more in common than we don't, I think, mm-hmm. as just people. So I, my, I always like to tell people, follow what you love to do. I left Bora knowing that I loved political science. I loved government. I loved history. I was going to major in that theater. I minored in that. And my parents were very worried about me and supporting <laughs> me the rest of my life. I never thought about what my job was going to be. I just always knew what I loved and what my passions were. And it led me to all of my my paths and my my routes in life, professionally and personally. I got to do some really amazing things just following that path of 
political science. And like Ellison, I never, ever dreamed of being a teacher. You know, education's in my family. I laughed at the idea of ever becoming a teacher. And I still sometimes think it's shocking that I'm here some days. But um, if you'll, you'll end up where you're supposed to land if you focus on what you are passionate about, what you care about, what, what interests you, and not worrying about the, the, the paycheck or the, the dollar sign next to the career if you will, I think a lot of my students get focused on the career and maybe not what they're interested in. Um, sure. And then I, you know, just like be kind to people, like be be good to people. Um, because I think looking back in high school, um, I would have had more friends or I would have done, I would have known uh, more people if we, I wouldn't have been worried about those like social roles, right? Sure. You and I would have. Or being too serious about one thing or two right. things or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Just so experience life. Yeah. We, we are, are Bora, Bora Voices. Voices. Nice. What a girl Here in the studio today, we have the Ots, or those that graduated from Bora High in the 2000s. They're here to introduce themselves, tell you the year that they graduated, and then what their job is at Bora now. I'm Donnie Dropney. I graduated in 2004. Now I teach English and debate. I'm Hallie Kada. I graduated in 2009, and now I'm the principal secretary. I'm Jake Kenyon. I graduated in 2004. I teach social studies, and McHenry does look the same, but his sense of style has gotten better. No more bowling shirts. Yes. I'm Whitney Kenyon. I graduated in 2005, and I teach fitness and lifetime sports. So what do you guys remember most about Bora? Is it McHenry's bowling shirts, or what are some of your most memorable moments? Uh, the camaraderie of friends and just kind of those uh, people that you kind of met and kind of carried you along the way. And uh, when you came back, uh, you kind of had all these old memories that you had forgotten about and didn't really think about. And then as you walked the halls, you're like, oh, yeah, this happened right here. And this happened over there. And oh, there's the, I did that this one year. So all those kind of things are pretty funny. Anyone in particular that you met? Not I can think off the top of my head. <laughs> What about you? Did you meet anyone in particular? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, I met my husband in Wade's class, which is Coach Kenyon, Mr. Kenyon. <laughs> my junior year. I did not meet anyone in high school. All I remember <laughs> is math homework. Mm. Mm. That explains it. That actually <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> I remember dances. Dances were huge when I was here, and athletics, football games, basketball games. I lost my voice at more than a few. It was exciting times. Math homework, there was a lot of tears. I remember a lot of tears with math homework. That's about it. Was Allison your coach? Uh, coach Pankratz was, Pankratz but she was, was the assistant. Okay, because she was my coach oh, okay. by the time I came after you. Dances spark my memory of the awkward photos from Dorian. Uh, unfortunately, I still have a lot of those, and so does Whitney, so uh, she takes advantage of that. Yeah. I have a chocolate stain on a, a pink dress that I wore to homecoming one year. In the picture, the oh, Dorian nice. picture. 
I don't have any of those because I didn't go to dances. <laughs> you were doing math homework? I was doing math homework, yeah. I was in uh, Hofstetter's calculus class my senior year. I think that's when we parted ways for math class. I never took calculus. So. <laughs> yeah? I had a Bowman for English. And Ooh, so did I. Yeah, and she... Because when I was here, and it, I was after you guys, so it had to be the same. Like, cell phones weren't totally a thing. So it either stayed in your backpack or your locker, and it was just a, a brick thing that I had. Um, but I had it in my sweatshirt pocket once, and Bowman took it away from me. And, and she told my dad... Mr. Kata in the main office. So <laughs> cell phones, totally not a thing. I think that's the biggest difference in my memory is when I got here four years ago, I was like, people are just walking around, staring at their phones and nobody's stopping them. It was crazy to me. I had a Nokia prepaid phone my senior year. That was my first cell phone. The cool thing to do on that was to play Snake. Yeah, I can't remember my score, but it was decent. Like definitely top five around my friends. <laughs> Snake and Tetris. Those are kind of the getting spots. Mine, I could literally, I literally dropped my Nokia phone down a mountain. And I got to the bottom thinking it was toast. And it was totally, it turned right on. Perfect. You do that to one of these things now, no way. Uh, the weirdest thing is, like, the people that you had as teachers along the way, like, they're still... Your teacher, like they still have that like sense of power and order over you. Yeah. So when Mr. McHenry cracks jokes at me in my first couple of years, I just couldn't say anything back. I just had to take <laughs> it. Uh, or then I had some teachers in the junior high, West Junior High, that are now teaching yeah. here. Uh, you know, and I still have a hard time calling them by their first names. That uh, was that's hard to break. Taking me a while. I still can't call him Chuck. It's always McHenry. Allison, that took a my while. Wife calls me McHenry. <laughs> <laughs> Corinne. That one took some getting used to. Bowman, I, th I think I still call her Bowman. It's the threshold I just haven't been able to cross yet. So what was cool? What was cool in the, the hip thing? years? What was the hip thing? Hip music? Soldier Boy. <laughs> I was a little bit earlier. Uh, 50 Cent in the club. Oh, yeah. As you walk to your car, there was at least five cars bumping that <laughs> with eight-inch subs. Maybe I think I'm already losing my hearing uh, due to my, yeah, from all the subs and bass bumping. What was TNT down at Edwards? That was the thing that all of us Bora kids would do on Thursday. That was the getting spot. I didn't do any of that. Did you go there, Donnie? I didn't do any of that. What about the... I listened to Creed. Girl. And Limp Biscuit. Oh, yeah. big. While doing the calculus homework. Oh, yeah, God. mostly. The what? The one strap backpacks was big in the oh, yep. early yeah. 2000s. Yep, yep, yep. Did you have one of those done? I did not. No, <laughs> no the like, yeah, the one. It was yeah. like a, mm -hmm. And then it was the side backpack, but then satchel. Like the big satchel thing. That became mm. a thing in my ear. So what do you love most about being at Bora now? I, it feels like home for mm -hmm. me. My parents, I was just at, my dad was an English teacher in room 105, and that's where he met my mom, who came in to see Kara Hughes, and they met. And then my first Bora basketball game, I was two days old, so I grew up running around these gyms. Lots of people remember me being 
knee high and annoying, <laughs> or five foot five and annoying. <laughs> so I don't know. It's just it feels cozy here for me. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I feel like home. I feel like it's like that's the biggest way I would describe it too. Is it feels like I'm home, just being back at Bora. Everything feels super familiar. He's been here for the last four years, so um, I've kind of been in and out with like in the summer using the weight room and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. coming back to games. So it wasn't too big of a shock coming in this year. But yeah, and then Hallie was went to our basketball camps in the summer. So mm-hmm. back in the day. Yeah. When basketball was life, there was yeah. nothing else. See lots of familiar faces. Mr. Stanley was the vice principal. Mm-hmm. Like JQ said, uh, Coach Corpus and Coach Dennis were at West, so mm-hmm. now they're here. McHenry's the only teacher that I personally have that's yeah. still here. Oh, can I tell my favorite McHenry story? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, a little, I'm still a little salty about it, but... I was in his, was that your first year teaching the 101 course, second year? So the BSU 101, and we come in here to the computer lab, and I would very consistently not ever do my work when I was supposed to be. <laughs> and so I there I can't even remember, funfreegames.com or something like that, the motorcycle game with the arrows. And that was my jam. I would just sit there and play that stupid motorcycle game. And he would, from the back of the computer lab, hack into my computer and make me crash. Like right when I'm about to cross something that I haven't gotten to cross yet. And he would just cool. into the rocks. Um, advice I'd probably give would be to kind of like pay attention to what's going on around you. Um, because a lot of times it's like, those kinds of connections that you forge in high school, even if they're not people who you think you're going to be super close to, um, or also faculty members too, that are going to have the biggest impact on your life. Uh, for me, it was Miss Atkins because uh, she allowed me to student teach with her um, seven, eight years ago. Uh, and I was coming from Oregon, so without that connection, I would not have a job and, or would still live in Oregon. And I'm not sure which would be worse. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that as far as um, advice I would give students now is just um, cherish your relationships with people that you meet about you. Try not to burn bridges and uh, keep those connections open because you never know who is going to be able to help you out in the future or who you may end up working with or working for or whatever that is. So I think that, that was that's a really important piece. Yeah, I would say embrace Bora because... I mean, there's a bunch of different demographics, there's a bunch of different teachers, and a lot of students at different schools don't get that. And so when you go off to a university or a different school, uh, you just I feel like you become more knowledgeable, you're more knowledge than these other freshmen, uh, and you can essentially uh, become friends with more people and different people faster than other people because uh, if you essentially branch out here at Bora instead of just staying to yourself, uh, you'll be able to be successful when you go to college because you essentially have the ability to talk to people that aren't exactly like you. And so branch out and kind of embrace Bora. Well, I I have told several of my, I say my students, my office aid, um, any of them, actually one of them came up to me last year and told me her friend needed the Miss Kata first scoop of peanut butter talk, um, which basically... Uh, the first scoop of peanut butter out of a brand new jar makes my whole day, every time. <laughs> I look forward to it every time. 
And I told her this one particular student too, when you get out of here, it's a lot of just kind of work and pay bills and monotonous, exciting things will happen here and there and things that make you cry will happen here and there, but mostly it's just a lot of day-to-day monotonous stuff. So you gotta learn to enjoy the tiny little things like a brand new razor or (laughs) sheets straight out of the dryer. You're gonna spend a lot of your time being sad or cranky or whatever because it is you know it can be rough out here sometimes but the little things is what is gonna get you through make you smile these are bora voices thanks for listening to episode 15 of the bora pridecast it was a long one but there were a lot of great stories be on the lookout for the next episode of the bora pridecast thanks for listening